Welcome to another episode of Pit Lane Parlay. I am your host, Mike Jokum. Joining me today for a short interview is one of the most badass women in motorsports in Haley Shanley. And Haley, first off, how are you? Thanks for having me. I am doing well. Just enjoying my summer, trying to get more time yeah. on two wheels, less work, but always trying to find that balance. How are you doing? Um, as I explained beforehand, it's been quite a day. I got injured at the post office. If anybody wants to ask, I will take that offline. But you know, weird weird things happen here in Indy, especially when it's what it's like ninety six <laughs> degrees again today, and uh, the AC is is barely barely hanging on in my place. Same. It's it's pretty disgusting. I'm making a run for the northern border here tonight and going to Canada. Uh, I kid. I, I'm enjoying that the warm weather while we have it, but it's a little it's a little much. <laughs> yeah, anything above like 80, and I'm like kind of a cranky old man. Like, and you know, 90 is just like I don't want to go. Like, my dog wanted to lay outside yesterday, and I'm like, dude, it's 97 degrees. This is not. You can't do this. Right. Hundred uh, percent. So before we kind of talk about everything you've got going on now, uh, how did you get you know interested in motorsports? You know, originally you take us through kind of the uh, Haley's evolution into motorsports. Yeah, well, this dates back to my my childhood, teenage years. Um, I grew up in the Twin Cities, Minneapolis, Minnesota area, and just always grew up being a, a fan, um, vaguely following, you know, NASCAR, but especially motocross, supercross, that was my thing. And um, in that same vein of the, the high-flying sports where I'm from, snowcross is really big. Um, you know, that, you know, no surprise why I ended up there today, um, <laughs> just following my path. But um, what... What really got me into motorsports was what really clicked for me in high school. Um, I was the world's okayest student, like B minus, C plus student, <laughs> like getting by, you know. Um, a class that just really clicked for me was broadcast journalism and how it, actually the class before that was like video production or something um, yeah. because, it'll, you know, it was a – it was a field of study, but it allowed you to focus in on subjects that you wanted to. So I'm like, okay, well, like I'm a fan of, I like dirt bikes. So I'm gonna go film my buddies, like riding dirt bikes, turn it in and, you know, ace the the project. And I did. So, um, you know, just, I feel like that's just what I gravitated towards in my projects in school was motorsports because that's what I was a fan of. It's what I enjoyed. Um, so I, I knew that around that point, like 15, 16, 17 years old, that I wanted to get into broadcasting. Um, but I wanted to do so in a way that I was coming in from like the back end of things like the production the right the live event producing all that stuff um, and I want to be a Swiss army knife that no production team or network could deny me with those skills um, so I've uh, I just I, I wanted to follow that path but um, in high school and into my college years graduating college I was going to take any job I could in motorsports just to educate myself learn not just about like pavement racing motocross supercross I wanted to expand my knowledge base and um, just learn all that I could learn the ins and outs the culture all that so um that's you know it's been a long winding road of how I got to dirt track racing from there which is where I really started professionally in this space um but really just following my passion of motorsports um worked a, a lot in off-road which is where I still am today snowcross was my first opportunity on the mic um but then there was speed shift tv going on in the background which um has now been absorbed by flow racing so that's a whole nother story but um along the way yeah it just really started with um 
just just being a race fan and my passion and following that and taking any opportunity I could possibly get my hands on. So who were your kind of you know racing heroes? Who did you look up to uh, you know in those days? Loved a big Jeff Gordon fan on the NASCAR okay. side, yeah. um, but on the motocross side, it was Kevin Windham and Chad Reed. Okay, all right, I like it. So let's see here, snowcross. This is one thing I've been fascinated with since I helped produce an episode of the A Main podcast that you were a guest on a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Matt and Billy for rocking all of that and introducing me to snowcross, but. If, if somebody doesn't know what Snowcross is, granted, our audience is probably largely open wheel fans. So what is Snowcross? What's you know interesting about it? And then I guess point B is where can people check it out for those who would be interested? It's a great question, and I really like comparing it to motocross because it's okay. it's similar. The tracks are built with these big jumps and these high-banked corners, similar to what you'd see on a moto or supercross track, And except it's snowmobiles, and instead of dirt, it's a snow track. It's one of the most scenic sports, in my opinion, just the, that beautiful white snow um, just paired with the high contrast of these loud, bright, beautiful machines. So um, it's it's high speed. It's, it's action. It's a very physical sport. Um, so that's what I'd compare it to it's it's definitely it has its roots the sport of snowcross is really not that old um it really started with its core in circle track oval ice racing um which is still a big thing today um but the sport kind of you know it branched off into snowcross and like the 80s 90s really took off then came over from europe that's where it originated in scandinavia so um, yeah, Amsoil Championship Snowcross is the premier series, but there's other regional circuits. Um, Canada has their national tour there. And to check it out, what's really cool that started this season is that Snowcross is now on Flow Racing. So uh, we really want to get more motorsports enthusiasts excited about it because while Snowcross, it's, I'll be honest, it's a niche. You know, uh, yeah. predominantly our fan base is people from areas with snow or have some connection to snowmobiling or snow sports. So, um, but, I, I will say, and because I'm fans of other sports as well, motorsports, that it's a form of racing and a thrill that I think the general motorsports enthusiast can appreciate. So to answer your question of where you can watch it, flow racing. Awesome. I have checked it out a little bit over the last few years, and it's super fun to watch. But you know, I know you've got a, a million things going on. You're just kind of you know, color commentating, reporting, podcasting. So... I don't know which one you want to take first here, but you know what's it like? I guess what's it like being behind you know the microphone and and, and announcing and how you know, is it more challenging or, or less challenging than just kind of your know, standard you know reporting on stuff? That's a good question. It's a it's very different um, because you have to really learn. I, I will say that you know starting as a reporter, um, just if you're comparing the amount of minutes on air as a reporter to the amount of minutes on air as a color commentator, commentator or play by play, it's much smaller as a reporter. But um, I feel like maybe for me that was more pressure, and that when you're on, you gotta be on 100%, no room for yeah. error. Um, and really, that's the standard in anyone who's holding a mic. Um, so I, I think it's just, you know, you got to be able to really carry a conversation, carry not even a conversation. It's sometimes one way you're speaking right to the viewer. Just be able to have all of the information, your homework at your disposal, your knowledge base, um, everything right there just to carry it for hours on end. So it's definitely challenging in that way. But for me, um, 
as much as it is a challenge to be in the booth, it's it's almost more relaxed because you learn to calm yourself down, you know, not having to fit all your stuff into 30 seconds of airtime at a time or whatever. Um, And it's really about who you're paired with. Um, If you're in the booth with another or two other people, I've been very fortunate enough to find really good chemistry with the gentleman that I've been paired with. So that part is, is really, really fun for me. Um, So it's, it's just a very different different workflow so I'm in the booth all winter long um I might go report for select other events here and there but come summertime I'm I'm down trackside again for both off-road and some some um, sprint car races here and there and it's it's just a, a different mindset I have to adjust myself to um but it's it's a lot of fun um if I if I'd have to say if I prefer one or the other that's that's really tough I think for snowcross like that's the one where I really couldn't pick because I've been down trackside and I like being in the action and connecting with people. Um, it's always such a pleasure having a guest in the booth. Um, but that said, to be in the booth and be where it's warm and not negative 20, that's that's decent also. Yeah, so, yeah, that's um, yeah I guess they both have their their challenges and, and perks, I would say. So when you're, when you're preparing to be trackside versus preparing to you know, commentate on an event, what, you know, what's the difference in the type of preparation you're doing? I think when I, when I go to report, um, kind of what my homework and when I'm on site, and that includes my homework as well, just talking to people, like I'll pick like four or five good stories, let's say, um, for the average, well, it's more than that for off-road. If I have six on-air hits, every competition yellow, they're going to come to me for every pro race. I got to have six good stories lined up. Um, but you always got to ha- be prepared for more if there's a, an extended red flag or sure. just downtime in the broadcast to chime in. So it's more limited to like I come up with a list, whereas, um, you know, with being in the booth, you try to just have a broad spectrum of not just those stories, but you want to make sure you have like stats and a little bit of something on every single athlete out there to the best of your knowledge, um, facts on the venue. So I try to bring as much of that as I can into reporting. Um, but just with what the production demands of me, um, it's more like story based where I would say in the booth, it's just, yeah, like I said, very broad, but lots of hours put into it for both. That's for sure. Yeah, that last part has me thinking. So, you know, you're essentially on the road in some way, shape, or form for some racing, summer or winter. Do you ever get a rest? (laughs) I do. That's become really, really important to me, actually. Just not only, like, resting my mind, but my body as well. Um, Yeah. I don't like I don't know how I would do it in my like my early 20s like I go out and just like have a beer and like enjoy myself whatnot man I can't do that anymore like I need to be in bed by like 10 p.m. if I'm waking up at sometimes 5 5 30 to get ready for a show um but not only that but just to relax my mind decompress do my homework um so I've really learned to prioritize that um and it's and also like being a being an introvert like I, I recharge my batteries when I'm alone not saying I don't like people but I just really need that time to like process the day get ready for the next one so sometimes when you're just in a situation like you have media days on end before a, a broadcast weekend it's yeah. really like it's really exhausting so I just have I've had to like at the risk of sounding like someone who who hates everyone because that's not always the case just have to politely <laughs> excuse myself from some social outings and situations but um it's good now and, and in the summertime now I, well year-round really 
I, I went from doing so many different kinds of motorsports from watercross, sprint cars, you know, midgets, micros, all this stuff to where like, I love doing that. But, um, I think it was just kind of time for my schedule to, to narrow down a little bit. I wanted to hone in on and specialize on the sports that I was doing. I didn't want to just like know a little bit of each. I wanted to really know it all on just a few select projects. So, um, that's why my schedule is a little bit more narrowed down now. I pretty much just stick to, um, off-road and, snowcross racing and ice oval in the winter time and like I said only a only a handful of sprint car events nowadays um and part of that is because flow just kind of took me off the air so um you know kind of by my choice to to scale down but also some factors that are out of my control so trying to prioritize that time to myself and like you said time to sleep yeah I mean trust me I get it a couple of years ago I tried I was like yeah I'm gonna go to you know cover the IndyCar car race in Toronto and party on the week and, and before the night before the race and that was when I, I learned I was like I'm too old to do like I need because I just couldn't focus on the race and I turned down a lot of like oh let's have let's have beers I'm like okay I'll have a beer and then I'm going back to my hotel or my Airbnb or whatever because I just I know especially like this weekend and this past weekend road America like driving home after the race that's a six-hour drive and like mm-hmm. getting up at 6 a.m. like I need my rest. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on! Absolutely. And, you know, as a media person yourself, you probably know that that foggy brain feeling like you may be like, you know, physically, you may be like doing all right. But like during the race or right after you're trying to do like a a recap or a show or something and you're just your brain just won't fire in it. I don't know why it took me like (laughs) my early 20s to figure out that, oh, maybe if you just like take care of your your mind and your body, you can fight through that fog a little bit better. So yeah, you you and I, we get it. (laughs) Yeah, I had to learn the hard way. 2019 was a lot of like, uh, wow, I probably shouldn't have have stayed out late last night weekends. And then Toronto was like the, okay, you can't do this anymore. Mm But so I know you've you've covered a ton of different racing. Is there kind of like a bucket list race that you haven't gotten to go to as a fan or to cover that you would like to get to in some capacity at some point? So I'm checking off as a fan. I'm checking stuff off the list this year. I went to my first Indy 500 a few weeks ago. It was incredible. It was, I, I tell people in my family who haven't been, I'm like, this is the Disney world of motorsports, all right? Yeah. Like, all, they spare no expense. All the stops were pulled out. So it was just such a wonderful time. Going to my first uh, Formula One race this weekend in Montreal. Oh, uh, so jealous. Never been to Formula One. Um, 
And I think like like a lot of people um, that I've spoken to got really into it when that Netflix series came out because I had vague familiarity with it. You know, you loosely follow it, but that just like ignited something. So as yeah. a fan, checking those out. Um, but as professionally, events I want to cover, I've been so fortunate to cover like the biggest ones that I've wanted to, um, you know, being a big 410 wing sprint car girl, um, just to have been able to work with the all-stars was, I love that. I cherished every moment. Um, but, uh, as far as events I want to cover professionally, I've honestly, I'm working in my dream circuits right now with yeah. off-road and snowcross. So that, that to me, um, it's hard to look, look past that. Um, you know, I've, I've always had my eye on on the outdoor motocross circuit, Luke Soil, um, and Monster Energy Supercross, and I don't think that the time the time is right. Um, there's been some conversations there, all very good ones, and um, very honored to have been part of those conversations. But um, yeah, we'll keep it going and, and see what happens. But you know, I like I've I found my way in snowcross. I feel home there. Um, and I don't know. I think there's more work to be done there before I'm ready to walk away from. A pro, you know yeah. an assignment um and really a passion of mine so who knows maybe one day i would love to be part of um two-wheel racing in some capacity hell yeah so first off jealous about montreal i <laughs> still despite having f1 episodes weekly for the last couple years have not gotten to cover a race so i'm i'm and this week it was just too much indycar on the road to, to me to want to go this weekend but last last question you have a podcast as well. I know you have a, a really cool co-host on it. I've gotten to listen to a couple episodes, but you know, what's the podcast about? Where can people find it? And yeah, whatever you want to say about that. Yeah, so I'm on a couple of um, podcasts right now. Um, my, my my friend Jackie Reese and I, yes. um, we recently retired our podcast, um, just being oh, no. like our, our our careers are getting in the way, and um, you know, just with her racing schedule and stuff, it's gotten so hard. So um, that was the Mini Moto Show. We specialized in talking about snow bikes, um, the backcountry, but specifically with um, the racing side of things with Amsoil Championship Snowcross. So I wouldn't say it's it's a uh, completely done and dusted you know never know we might resurrect that one come snow cross season again but um that was that's been a really fun one for sure but the current projects i work on too are the snow cross podcast presented by amsoil and the the grand prix scudu de valcourt podcast which is uh gpsv if you're not familiar it is a very it's one of the my favorite events of the winter it is a very large <laughs> um isoval snow cross snow bike and um vtt which is um their um, four-wheelers and motorcycles on ice, and this is in the Valcour, Quebec. Uh, I think I need to watch that this year because every time I hear Ice Oval, I get super pumped up, and that's the <laughs> one thing I haven't watched yet. It's I'm gnarly. Very It sounds insane from the way it's been described before. I've heard it a couple times. I just haven't gotten to watching it yet. The speeds that they go, like, if you've ever seen a, like, you know, sport bike racing, like, either yeah. on a road course or the oval, like, that's what it's like, and they're, they're like, leaned off the sled, just grazing the ice pretty much. Like, it's the speeds that they're going blow your mind, and then, you know, snowmobiles, those are purpose-built for ice. Those are gnarly, but then you see, like, the motorcycles and quads on ice. It just it blows your mind. Like, these guys <laughs> walk such a fine line of insanity yeah. at all times, so mucho respect. Hell yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there, Haley. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time this afternoon, especially since it was kind of late notice when I when I reached out. So I appreciate that. And 
safe travels. Enjoy Montreal. Well, thank you so much, Mike. It's yeah. always a treat being on the show. Yeah, thank you very much. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.